Grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the fourth Sunday of Advent. The date for today's service is the 20th of December 2020. We have two readings for today's family worship service. Our first reading comes to us from 2 Samuel chapter 7 verses 1 to 11 and verse 16. And our second reading comes to us from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to verse 38. The theme of our family worship service this morning is God is making everything new. God is making everything new. Our key verses for this morning's family worship service comes to us from 2 Samuel, chapter 7, verse 8. And verse 8 reads as follows, and it is the prophet Nathan that is speaking to and addressing King David at the time. And this is what the prophet Nathan had to say to David. This is what the Lord Almighty said. I took you from shepherding and following the flock to be ruler over my people Israel. This is the word of the Lord. And then also the verses that comes to us from the Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 1 is verses 31 to verse 33. And these verses read, But the angel said to Mary, You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. This is the good news of Christ. Let us join together in prayer. Faithful God, you choose Mary to be the mother of our sovereign Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Fill us with your grace so that with Mary we will understand your ways, rejoice in your salvation, and embrace your will for us. Embrace your will for our nation and embrace your will for our world. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. My rock and my redeemer. Amen. Just a reminder of our text for today, Second Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 to 11 and verse 16. And our reading, our Gospel reading, the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 1, verse 26 to verse 38. God is making everything new. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, very early in the morning on Sunday, 13th December 2020, I've received a call from my mother. My parents live in the Garden Route, and the Garden Route is currently one of the COVID-19 hotspots in South Africa. Listening to a greeting, I could hear in a voice that something was wrong. Then she broke the news to me. She said, My brother Roy has passed away earlier this morning. My mother's brother, who was 61 years of age, was diagnosed as being COVID-19 positive. Death had come to claim him for itself. He is now part of the company of heaven. He is now part of the cloud of witnesses who had gone before him. The news of his passing brought to mind the devastating reality of 
of the COVID-19 pandemic and the destruction of life and family life and livelihood that the pandemic brings with it. The pandemic causes havoc in the lives of people and has come to turn the entire world upside down. The news of my uncle, who was a keen fisherman and loved and respected the sea, the news about his passing brought sadness, it brought grief and sorrow into our hearts and into the hearts of all our family members. The family found themselves in a time of mourning and in a time of pain. Mary's emotion stands in contrast to that of our family. The carrier of the good news, the angel Gabriel, arrived on Mary's doorstep. And out of the heart of God comes this message to Mary. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. This promising news had some effect on Mary. It made Mary happy, and she felt blessed. And in the days that followed the announcement of the birth of Jesus Christ, Mary began to rejoice and she began to dance and celebrate as she come to, as she come to understand the meaning and the significance of what she was about to do for God and and of what she was about to do with God. The news brought hope for the future for her people. The news brought hope for the poor. The news brought hope for all generations to come of the people of the world. And the news brought hope for the whole of the created order. Knowing now that she will bear the Christ child inspired her and motivated Mary to commit herself to the task at hand. The news energized her to do what God had called her to do. I accept this assignment, Mary said. And so Mary accepted her assignment with these words. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And this comes from the Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 1 verse 38. In the time of Mary and Jesus, the Jews were waiting for God to send them a powerful deliverer. The words of all the prophets pointed to that moment. It created a great expectation about this powerful deliverer who was to come. The Jews were expecting God to send them a Messiah, this anointed one. They believe was to be a political leader, a king who would be a descendant from David. He would lead an army against the Romans, defeat them, and then establish a Jewish kingdom. The kingdom of the Messiah would be great and powerful as, as it had been in the days of David. 
And so 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 8 confirmed how great and how powerful David's kingdom was when the prophet Nathan said to David, This is what the Lord God Almighty said, I took you from shepherding and from following the flock to be ruler over my people Israel. I will make your name great like the name of the greatest men of the earth. And so the Jews believed that the Messiah would be a righteous king, that the Messiah would be a righteous righteous judge, and that all his subjects would live in peace and live in prosperity. From the heart of God came a message to Mary, who lived in poverty-stricken Nazareth. A virgin is called to bear the Christ child. The time had come, and the rule of God was at hand. But the people will discover for themselves later that their opinion, that their perception, that their great expectation, the mission of the Messiah they had on their mind, was actually out of sync, it was out of line with what God had on God's mind. What God had on God's mind was that with the birth of Jesus Christ, the people had to make a fresh start, that the people needed to be born again, and a whole nation needed to be born again. And yes, the entire world were in need of a rebirth. And so this opinion, this perception, and this belief of a Messiah as a political leader who would come to restore Israel's kingdom must die. This narrow view of the establishment of a great and powerful kingdom of Israel must come to an end. And when this expectation dies in the hearts of people and in the minds of people, new life will begin to emerge for them because new life comes after death. Jesus says it, Jesus says it in this way in the Gospel according to St. John chapter 12, verse 24. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Unless an ear of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if he dies, it produces many seeds. And therefore the people's old ways have to die. The people's old habits have to die. The people's old mannerisms have to die. The people's old expectations have to die. Their former selves and old securities have to die, and it all must come to an end for a new life to begin to emerge for them. It is the Apostle Paul who said it in this way, that we must die to sin so as to rise up with Christ to a brand new life, and it stands in Romans chapter 6, verse 2 to 11. The people will only be able to gain this new life when they are ready to let go off or able to let their old opinions die, to let their old ways die, to let their old habits die, the way of who they are and have become. Their way of being needs to die. They were not the compassionate, responsive people that the Spirit of God was gradually transforming. 
and the people needed to be prepared to lose everything in order to gain this new life that Jesus will offer them. They had to lose everything in order to gain a fresh start, in order to gain that rebirth that Jesus Christ as Messiah will call for. And so when Mary said, I accept this assignment, she did not know that Jesus Christ will give his life, die on the cross of Calvary, in order that new life may emerge for the entire world, new life may emerge for the created order, for humanity, and for you and for me. Today the whole world needs to make a fresh start. The world is in need to be born again as a second wave of, wave of the coronavirus pandemic sweep across the globe and causes physical death of people and the death of the world as we know the world to be. It is only as a drug addict realized that his ways must come to an end, his habits must die before a new life can begin to emerge for him, a new life can begin to emerge for her. And so in the presence of God and during this Advent season and Christmas tide, the world, country by country, nation by nation, communities by communities, family by family, will come face to face with God as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The entire world is called by Jesus Christ to make a fresh start. The entire world is at this time, during this time and season of Advent, and as we await Christmas tide, the entire world is called by Jesus Christ to be born again, is called to a new life in Jesus Christ. We live in a time of COVID-19 pandemic. And many other pandemics like racism, gender-based violence, and colonialism in its different forms. All of it presents us with challenges. All of it and all of these pandemics present us with different kinds of challenges, its own set of challenges. But it also presents us with hope. And the world is yearning for the death of all of these pandemics, the death of racism, the death of gender-based violence, the death of colonialism and its different forms that we are experiencing today, but also the death of COVID-19. I don't know if you can feel it, but the world is changing. And God, in the person of Jesus Christ, is beginning to do a new thing in the world today. People are dying across the world so that others who are born today may have life, but may have life, new life, in abundance. And this is why the funerals of those who has died of COVID-19 is so important and is of extraordinary importance. 
they who have died in the struggle against this invisible enemy of COVID-19, is to help us to remember that it is God who challenges us to begin a transcendental new life. And so we have begun to speak about a new case. We began to speak about a new hawk. We began to speak about a new high five, a new hello, or a new way of doing things, with the emphasis on new. But what about a new life? Because God is making everything new today. He's making everything new in our communities. He's making everything new in our nation. He's making everything new in the nations across the world. He's making everything new in the world today. And he is making everything new in our family and family home. And so what about the new life? How pathetic it is that many people, or should I say, rather, how pathetic it is that many people, the world over, do not want this new life that God has to offer them. All they can think about, all that they can hear and for today is how things were in the past. All they think about is when will this COVID-19 pandemic come to an end so that our lives can return to normality, whatever that normality is for them? But what about when colonialism come to an end? What about gender-based violence who need to come to an end? What about racism that needs to come to an end? What about all the pandemics that is amongst us today? What about them coming to an end? It is sad to say this, this morning that we opt for half measures and we opt for compromises and hope to get away with things as we yearn to continue doing it in the old ways, with old mannerisms, with old habits and with old beliefs old perceptions, and old opinions. Jesus taught us that there is power in organization and that there is power in solidarity. Look at what Jesus achieved through his disciples and what Jesus was able to accomplish through his disciples. So much so that today, we continue to place Jesus at the very hub of our lives and we become disciples of Jesus Christ. And so if we want to be part of God's project of saving the world from the pandemics and the coronavirus pandemic, the answer lies in organizing the entire globe and its people to stand in solidarity against this invisible enemy called COVID-19. And it is not about, I need to secure a vaccine for my country. I need to secure a vaccine for my people. This is the kind of individualism that God shines his light on today. If I want my light to shine, like the hymn writer says, this little light of mine 
let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And so we need to let our light shine for Jesus. We need to let our light shine on the loveless international relations amongst countries of the world and the disease of individualism in families, the disease of individualism in communities, the disease of individualism in nations, the disease of individualism in countries across the world. Beginning a transcendental new life, we need to yearn for, we need to work for the death of all diseases that they are amongst us today, but in particular the disease of individualism. Because individualism says, I rely on my own wisdom, I don't need you. Individualism says, I'm doing my own thing, so I don't need you. Individualism said, I want to dominate others, and I ignore the decisions of the group. Klinkt soos daar die tertiaire inrichting, want tans opgerig word, vir slechts Afrikaans sprekendes, slechts vir Afrikaans sprekende mense. As een Afrikaans sprekende persoon, wonder ek, of alle Afrikaans sprekende persoene daar sal kan studeer, of selfs alle Afrikaans sprekende persoene as docente daar by daar die tertiaire inrichting, aangestel sal word. Old habits die hard. Or should I say, individualism, individualism dies hard. Many people, many countries, many nations suffer from this disease called individualism. It is time that the world, it is time that the nations of the world, it is time that families and persons or groups who suffer from this disease turn to God and learn to work with other people, learn to work with other groups, learn to work with other nations, and learn to work with other families. Let your light shine on the loveless international relationships that exist amongst the countries of the world today and on the disease of individualism that is amongst us. That is amongst the nations of the world. That is and exists amongst groups within this world. The birth of Jesus of Jesus Christ, the birth of the Christ child, challenges us again and again to overcome individualism. It is a disease that crept into the hearts of people. It is a disease that settles itself in the soul of humanity and it holds the whole world in its grip just like COVID-19 holds the world in its grip and it is the disease of individualism that lies deeply embedded in the center of the earth and all fingers point to humanity. Humanity that do not exercise its stewardship responsibility with care and with diligence. The disease of individualism is destructive and it needs to die like any other disease needs to die so that new life 
can begin to emerge for families. New life can begin to emerge in the world. New life can begin to emerge as the nations of the world begin to organize itself and stand in solidarity against all kinds of diseases. And so listen. Can you hear it? Listen. Listen carefully. Can you hear it? God is making everything new. Jesus offers to revitalize the world. Jesus offers to revitalize the nations of the world. Jesus offers to revitalize groups and communities and families. And Jesus offers to revitalize your life, my life, your life, your life and my life. All that we need to do is to accept this offer of salvation and love. Glory be to God who grants us new life. Glory be to Jesus Christ who challenges us from time to time and who challenges us during this time and season of Advent and Christmas time. Glory be to the Holy Spirit who is our cleansing agent. Amen. Let us join together in prayer. Holy Spirit, move across the globe and make everything new today. My life, your life, make everything new in the world today. In Jesus' name, amen.